When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! I know you're tired, but if you're willing, we can do great things. We can do heroin. We can fuck pig women. Are you ready? Well, then let's fuck. And hard, this movie. It's fucking garbage, and we want you to hear about it. Of course we're talking about The Island of Dr. Monroe. Today's the day. It's horror movie night. For, for new listeners, Matt can't... can't Moreau. It's Moreau. Moreau. It's Moreau. It's <laughs> Moreau. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna drift in and out of correct pronunciation he told me beforehand he has to focus really hard to get it right which it just boggles my mind because i don't know because it's such a well, common we're name gonna be, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be spending most of this week talking about dr marvin munro from uh <laughs> the from Simpsons. Simpsons. uh all right so island dr munro Jesus Christ. Um, I hate you right already. Bat, Matt. I hate away. you so You're much, Adam, for picking this up. Uh, I have like three notes for this movie. Fuck this movie. Uh, so oh, the, so everyone the, should know that I don't have any notes for this movie because for some <laughs> inexplicable reason, the DVDs are way too expensive. Yeah, they're like $25 and, and a DVD. Is, well, online streaming is expensive too, but Netflix and I believe Hulu both have Lost Souls, which is the the doc mini doc. It's like an hour long documentary about. Actually, I think it might be a full length doc. It's like an hour and a half um, of of all the crazy it's, shit that happened. Definitely full length. It's for sure full length. Yeah, and it was it was great. So I watched that, and I, I know we're gonna talk talk about both, but um, I'm gonna have to sit out um, the uh, the the movie plot jokes because I. Did didn't rewatch. I watched this movie in like '97 when it came out. '96, '97, when it first was on video. I remember watching it and being like, "Man, this this is awful. It's hot garbage." Um, that, that's, and, that's okay, Scott. Here you go. You ready? Yeah, um, 
this guy gets to the island and uh, everyone does cocaine. <laughs> that's that's the plot of the movie. But Actually, you know, that's the plot of Lost Souls. I swear to God, that's what happens to the fucking uh, in real life. Yeah, this movie, the the story of making this movie is way more fascinating than anything that actually happens in this movie. Um, it, it explains so much because, I mean, if you didn't hate Marlon Brando before, you hate him after. Well, what's funny, though, is that I've listened to interviews with the director uh, on, like, other podcasts, and he says the one thing that he doesn't like about the documentary is that it really depicts uh, Brando in a negative light. And he feels like... He's like, here's the thing that I learned about Brando is that his philosophy was he would make a really absurd request and if people followed through on the request, that let him know how little they actually cared about that movie and then was like, well, then if they're not going to give a shit, I'm not going to give a shit. But right. like, yeah, they, they talk about that in Lost Souls, but I, there's no there's no honor in that. That's total bullshit. Like, he... Somebody made a comment about, like, I think it was the guy that played the um, the the smart uh, cat man or something like that. I don't quite remember. Yeah. Um, he had like an he had a, a an ethic accent. Um, but yeah, he's talking about how uh, Brando would say, "Oh, I'd have this ridiculous suggestion," and people would be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever," because they're too cowed by the fact that it's Marlon fucking Brando to to say no. Yeah. Because also the the realization was that Stanley got kicked off. Um, Richard Stanley got kicked off as as writer and director because he couldn't get shit done. And then they had somebody else who was going to play Kilmer's part or something like or somebody with Kilmer. And that guy cost too much with Kilmer because Kilmer was at the height of his fame, which I, I actually can't remember that. You know the, the Mandela effect where people talk about Berenstein Bears versus like the, the, the current version of Berenstein Bears, they say that there's like parallel universes where it was spelled differently. Yeah. I feel like I didn't live through Val Kilmer being famous. Like Val I, I Kilmer being back. famous literally extended to Batman Forever and nowhere else. Well, no, he did like The Ghost in the Darkness and he did he did a shit ton of movies in like 1994 and 5. But I never thought that he was good. I, I always thought that he was a hack. He's terrible. He's an awful actor. Well, yeah, and, and and you are vilified. You are definitely proven right with this movie. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, like, but the thing is, is that I can't imagine a time where Val Kilmer could have pushed a studio to get rid of the writer director who basically was going to make this happen. The, you know, like he had a vision. Like Michael Stanley. Michael Stanley. No, <laughs> Richard Stanley. <laughs> Michael Stanley is in Kiss. Uh, Richard Stanley had this vision for this movie, and uh, hell knows if it would actually have been good or not. But I mean, like, it would have been worth at least trying. Yeah. And they kicked him off because they said that he couldn't wrangle people. But it's because Val Kilmer was like, "I won't do what you want." So Val Kilmer got his way. And then they're like, oh, oh, let's spend twice as much on this movie by getting Brando involved. And so it just it ballooned out and it was just a whole big mess. But like I can't understand why they thought this is just a great example of studios meddling into in something that could have been good and just making it awful. Well, did you um I, I can't remember if this is in the documentary or because he was recently on a on a WTF with Mark Marin. But um uh, fuck, Hellboy. 
who pl- who plays Guillermo this. del Toro. No, oh, no, or Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman was on WTF, and he was telling a story about making the uh, the island. And he uh, wait, he was an islander, Doctor Moreau, because he's not in the documentary. Yeah, he's the uh, he's yeah. the blind seer. He's the he's like the goat he's man, the, sa- the sayer, the sayer of the law. Yeah. So there, he said that they shot this one scene for like three days, and Brando's just like bumping into him, and like blah, blah, blah. he's like he keeps bumping into me, and it's just this nightmare. And all of a sudden, he looks at me and sees my contacts, and just goes. Hold on a second, are you blind? And I said, yeah, the character's blind. <laughs> and he goes, oh, Jesus, I've been doing this all wrong. <laughs> he goes, did you not read the script? He's like, did you not read the script? No, and he's like, did not read the script. he's like, of course I didn't read the script. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Brandon, everybody didn't read the fucking script. He sucked. Man, like, why? Why even have him involved in this picture? I, guess, I was just going to say they made a good point that like him having the, the that really uh, famous midget who is like really perverted apparently in real life. Well, the smallest man in the world. He was yeah. the smallest man in the world at yeah. the time. Uh, and so so he <laughs> apparently apparently Brando is just like, oh, I don't fucking care about anything. But if we have a gimmick, it'll still make his money back. It's, the gimmick was having the midge or the, the smallest man in the world dress and act exactly like him. He's like, oh, this guy. This guy. <laughs> How many midgets do you think got work in this movie? <laughs> Not as much as the Ewoks in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> okay, so, so somebody made the joke about how, like, Brando being so ridiculous in this movie and having the, the, the small man next to him dressed up in all the same outfits and doing the exact same shit is lampooned at uh, Mini-Me in, in uh, Austin Powers. And it was like just such an aha moment. Uh, my life like came together in this shining example of Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, they even amazing. recreate they even recreate the one piano scene with them playing "What if God was one of us" in the second Austin Powers movie because there's definitely oh, a that's scene. Right. There's definitely it a scene is. where where he's playing piano and the little guy's on top of the piano with the tinier piano. <laughs> yeah, because that doesn't happen in the movie. A shot for shot. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought that, so, that serious discussion would come out, out of out of uh, Austin Powers Two? Yeah. So the only note that I have that we haven't already talked about because the other ones are just like, "Man, Val Kilmer sucks," and I like this weird little guy that follows Brando around. It says the movie begins with three guys brawling on a raft, and I'm afraid I may have put in Jack Frost too. <laughs> um, like, it's a couple of dudes fighting over a carrot. <laughs> Yeah, man, this movie. The the worst thing is that a I paid for this movie. I I found Scott couldn't find a cheap copy because I nabbed the only cheap one on Amazon that was like four dollars. Yeah, still no, like okay. So so Matt is like, uh, so I I am looking everywhere. It's four dollars to rent this pile of shit, or no, seven dollars to rent this this thing on Amazon. Uh, and I'm like, no, no way. I'm absolutely not spending seven dollars to watch this once, much less like five. And so I'm like, fuck, okay, well, maybe there's one on eBay or Amazon. One's on eBay. A DVD is going for $10. I'm not going to spend $10 on anything on eBay. I, I wouldn't even buy a guitar for $10. No, no, no. Scott, Scott, you need to understand, like, there's a reason that it's priced so high. Because this is, like, 
this this is extraordinary. Like you watched Marlon Brando for the last time in his in his life, right? Just die inside. Like <laughs> it's it's really important. It's an important movie. But the thing is, is that I feel like okay, they made the DVDs in like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, whatever. When they were just putting everything on DVD, even if it was like five years, ten years old. Um, so there should be an adequate amount of DVDs. It's not like me trying to find a VHS copy of Tourist Trap before it was released on Blu-ray. I mean, it's not – it's just it, It's just a weird thing. Like, there's no reason for it to be inflated like that. So anyway, I didn't buy it. I wasn't about to. Matt got the last – he literally got the last one off of eBay for three bucks, and that was like – Honestly, my 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 high end. I was like, listen, if if I'm gonna spend three dollars to sh- to buy it and like four dollars to ship it, I'm at seven bucks tapped out. I went to like the local used DVD place. They were selling one for nine dollars. I'm like, this is a piece of shit beat up DVD of Island Doctor Moreau. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna suffer through it for Adam yeah. of all so, people. So here's no. <laughs> so here's my theory on that. Here's my theory on that because the uh, the Lost Souls documentary, while it's not like wildly popular definitely got some notoriety and i think just a bunch of jackasses decided that they were going to sell their copies for inflated prices and then like it's weird because ebay 100 percent controls the way that any other place sells stuff because most used stores will check ebay for a rough idea of what something is worth so they see a bunch of jackasses selling it for like 10 to $12, they're going to be like, oh, I guess that's what it's worth. And then they slap this 10 to $12 thing on there. But I guarantee that, like, two years ago when the Lost Souls documentary didn't exist and there was no interest in this movie, that shit was a penny. Like, that shit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I guarantee. Yeah. Um, so, so that is unfortunate. Uh, but, yeah, so I watched this twice to try to have any notes. And every time I watched it, I was just like, Start looking at my phone. So like, I was like, this is so hard to watch. And it's only like an hour and 25 minutes. It's not even a long movie. But it is just forever. Like, I feel so bad for whatever Patreon donors getting my copy of this in the mail because I'm not keeping it. Like, I'm not ever going to watch this movie. Uh, spoiler alert to one of the $25 no. donators. You're getting that I in the mail. Like- listen, listen, listen. It's a bad movie, all right. It, it's 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 I, got I, a lot. So, of- so Adam, you 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 know you do this right. You you pick shit, <laughs> and then Matt has to buy a a, a, co- a DVD copy of it, <laughs> and then we're trickling down the bullshit. It's diarrhea all the way down <laughs> to the people that are spending money. Our patrons are giving us money to take this garbage off of Matt's hands. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, you are upset, but. This is. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> this, this is one of the least defensive fucking movies that I've I've picked thus far. Oh no, like, it's it is Hungarian film over here. No, I would rather rewatch this, I guess, than Taxidermia. But that's no, not fucking, saying a lot. This is a movie that was made by people who were trying their best to make a competent yeah, movie. I was, I was about to and, say, like, Taxidermia is bad and kind of inscrutable, but. It's still, like, visually entertaining and really, like, the acting is good, I guess. But, like, no, there's nothing, nothing redeeming about this movie from what I remember. No, fuck, and Fuck off, Scott. Fuck off. This, 
<laughs> a million different redeeming qualities. Like this is not just straight garbage. This is not. This is not Jack Frost two. Okay, Level which five. was your last pick? I just want to point out your last <laughs> picks have been awful, and these are the last two picks after Matt and I said that we have to moderate the fucking garbage that you decide on. <laughs> I don't know why we let. Yeah, you I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make myself sound good over here. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't tell if you're being serious or playing a character right now, because you're sounding a lot like Cannon again. I feel like Cannon became a character when he picked Frankenstein. He picked Frankenstein's army, right? Yeah, to fuck with us. And but we he was loved so good. It, <laughs> it totally <laughs> backfired. That movie was awesome. <laughs> Cannon, if you're listening, please send us an email. I won't even look into what movie you pick. Whatever you pick, Cannon, we're going to watch. I, we will have you on the show. Yeah. We will make it our life's goal to get you on the show. Seriously, people don't understand. Yeah. They just don't understand how amazing Canon is. But the thing is that we're hyping up Canon, and you know what he's going to do? is He's going to just fucking come on and be like, hey, what's up, guys? And be normal. He's not going to be like Red Horror Club Canon. We've been having a little bit of Skype issues. It seems like Adam has dropped a little bit. He's still connected to the call, and he's messaging us. Uh, so there might be a point where we just start reading what he's telling us. I'm going to make the assumption that Adam picked this movie because of Lost Souls uh, and strictly because of Lost Souls. I can't imagine this was like a movie that he had sitting in his DVD collection just waiting for him to get a chance to discuss it because I was so excited about the other two movie ideas that he had and uh, and (laughs) then he made this decision. He just messaged entirely because of Lost Souls. (laughs) So, uh, I mean... There's nothing to discuss. Like, and I'm not saying that in, like, the negative way, but, like, this movie's so batshit and so wacky that, like, it's more interesting to discuss Lost Souls. It's more interesting to discuss what was going on behind the scenes because it's just so boring. It's so, like... Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! I, uh, speaking of so long and boring, I rewatched Monkey Shines this weekend, and it's like... <laughs> Adam, I feel like Adam is just fuming somewhere <laughs> in Canada right now because you rewatched Monkey Shines. I loved Monkey Shines. I know you do, and the whole time I'm re- I rewatched it with commentary from from uh, Romaro, Romero. I almost said Romaro because <laughs> I can't say anything today. The Island of Doctor Morano. Um, okay, so he wants to make sure that we bring up the fact that Val Kilmer is fucking pig ladies in this movie. <laughs> um, there's so much pig fucking in this movie, apparently. Yes, it's like an episode of South Park. And, and I, uh, South Park, yet another thing that parodies this movie, because there's definitely the Gene Splicer who super intentionally looks like Brando <coughs> and carries around a short yellow character that doesn't speak that dresses exactly like him. All right, so I think I think we've lost Adam, but he didn't get primaled this time. I, I want listeners no. to understand this was not a primaling. This was a total Skype issue. <laughs> We got twenty minutes of gold out of there. Yeah. I mean, like it was, it was the you know, it's it's the 
Tundra of the Great White North is is what I think did it. It's October. Yeah, so we're going to do the uh, what did we watch this week just between Scott and I. This is going to be a weird what did we watch because um, I have a bunch of stuff. Uh, and a lot of it, I'm going to use a couple of it, a couple of things for next week, which is a lie that I'd watch them next week. I watched them this week because I just went ape shit on Shudder. So I found, I was looking for something. Next week's episode, I did not have a copy of, and I couldn't find it on Hulu or Netflix. So I was looking on Amazon and it was like free with a Shudder subscription. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll just watch it. Shutter stuff for seven days and then cancel my subscription. So I watched next week's episode. I watched a couple other things and I started adding stuff to my watch list and it grew and grew and grew over two days, 48 hours of me being on Shutter, And I'm just like enamored with the service. So, um, the idea that I was just going to watch a bunch of shit for seven days and then cancel my subscription is now I'm just keeping the subscription because it's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's five bucks a month, and it's it's called quote unquote curated horror. But there's so much stuff, so much obscure stuff that one I'd either never seen, stuff I'd never even heard of, or stuff that I've watched and don't have a DVD copy of. And I'm like, oh yeah, I could watch that, and I can just basically pad out my what did we watch for like three months because I'm just gonna go crazy now that <clears throat> now that October's underway and uh, it's like tis the season. I'm trying to get Megan to watch horror movies with me this, this month. I know I mentioned that to you and Adam haven't mentioned that to the listeners. Um, I don't think, but, uh, Megan, as everyone knows, likes Halloween and spooky stuff, but she just does not like being scared. So asshole husband, I was well boyfriend at the very beginning, we'd watch scary stuff and then my, I'd scamper away and like hide in the dark and breathe heavy or, or jump out at her. And she just, she's like, you know what? You've lost your privileges. We can't watch movie horror movies together. I'm like, shit, I really should have done that. Um, so so she wants to watch. At the time, you're like, whatever. It's not like I'm going to marry you. Like, <laughs> well, no, no, I knew from like a month in. I was like, this is the one. I have to like not fuck this up. And so, then you so, proceeded to fuck it up as much as possible <laughs> all the time. I'm only human. This is the best I can do for you. <laughs> the best I can do for you, my dear. <laughs> I definitely too lawned her early on. I think we were six months in and I was like trying to drop leeches in her mouth. Um, so, so Shudder is amazing. I know people on like our horror were saying it's great, but it's really, really great. It's got a lot of obscure shit. And for someone like me who doesn't actually want to buy DVDs, because I don't have a DVD player connected. Like we just use – Netflix and Hulu through the Apple TV. I mean, and, and then I'll, I'll have like Shutter on my Amazon through my computer because I mostly watch stuff on my computer. So anyway, Shutter's awesome. And I watched um, next week's pick and this week's What Did We Watch, which was Excision, which is another movie from early um, Reddit Horror Club that I lied about watching and enjoying. <laughs> so that's the reason I wanted to mention it now. Very convoluted explanation here, but Excision is really charming in a really fucked up way. Um, I love how they uglied up a really beautiful model to play the main character. Like, you don't like her. You don't trust her. It's like watching uh, another Adam pick. We need to talk about Kevin um, from years and years ago. That, she just, I just, I mean, you know something bad's going to happen the whole time. 
and she's not likable. She's not, you don't feel any sort of connection to her. I love how many like B level actors and actresses are in it. Like Tracy Lords is the mom. Uh, it's kind of it. like a, it's weirdly has, um, it has a very like John Waltersy feel with its casting. John Waters. Yeah. Well, like, John Waters is uh, the priest. Yeah, but like the casting in general just feels like a John Waters movie. Yeah, Excision in a- Abigail Winters, you know, the girl uh, the, with the uh, glasses and long dark hair from Modern Family, she's in it. Um, I want to say that there are other people that, that are in it that I- I'm just forgetting. And I just watched it a week ago. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's a really good movie. I, I feel like the end is appropriately dark but it also kind of i mean i I know it was coming i knew it was coming i just feel like it kind of make takes it from a horror comedy to just a straight horror movie and i get that's that's the point but i feel i'm not i've never been a fan of black comedy i like horror comedy better you know like i don't find entertainment and 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 humor in a black comedy because most of the time it's just like Ooh, that's really cringy and dark. I don't like that. So I feel like the movie was just it kind of veered off of the earlier horror comedy tone and into like a just a straight black comedy, which is my only gripe with it. But it's a really great film. So yeah, Shutter, awesome, uh, and pretty much everything I'm going to be talking about on what do we watch for the foreseeable future is uh, is going to be from Shutter. Uh, so for my what did I watch this week? My brother came down uh this weekend for my cousin's wedding and he brought with him a full binder of over 2000 movie titles that he printed off the internet of uh cult films, horror films, gangster films and the 100 or the the 10,000 movies that you should watch before you die. He's like, "My goal is to get through this entire binder before I die." Uh, so I went I went through the list and was like, oh, I own some of these movies. And we got to watch uh, next week's pick because it was on the cult list. And uh, we also watched um, – Wait, that's a movie you should watch before you die? Uh, so? It's one of the hundred cult films you should watch before you die. Eh. Uh, and then we, <laughs> I, I disagree and we will talk about that in seven days. Uh, and we uh, watched Reanimator because he had never seen that. And that was also one of the cult list films that you should watch before you die. And uh, I – I always forget how much I like that movie. That movie is so Damn fun. And it, it moves at such a quick pace. Um, I actually watched it with my mom, which was weird. She was like sitting downstairs watching it with us. That's a weird movie to watch with your mom. Yeah. Uh, head, the head scene? Oh, yeah. You watch it with your mom? Oh, my. You know, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised. Your parents let you watch Toxic Avenger when you were six. Well, they didn't let me. I ventured off and did it myself. But still, uh, I I get what you're trying to say. Uh, so I watched that. The movie's still great. There's nothing really new to say. And I did finish the first season of American Horror Story. Uh, I enjoyed it. I listened to my predictions last week while I was editing the episode, and I was not even remotely close. Uh, it definitely is a... Uh, as you said, it is a soap opera. It is just a soap opera horror film. I had fun with it. I'm going to eventually watch season two, but uh, I request it of my friend Steph, since that show is so heavy and, and fairly dramatic and depressing that we uh, cut it with something funny. So I found out that she had never seen 30 Rock, so now I'm rewatching the first season of 30 Rock, and we're just going to keep bouncing back and forth between you know, 12 episodes of American Horror Story, season of 30 Rock. Another, another season of American Horror Story, 30 Rock. Uh, 
I think that that will be the best way to get through American Horror Story and to still enjoy the shit out of 30 Rock because that show is I was like, about to say, like, like I wish I lived closer to you because I would totally be down for 30 Rock rewatch. I mean, Megan and I would both be down for a rewatch of 30 Rock. I mean, it's just so good. It's, um, it's perfect. And the more that I watch it, the more I love Alec Baldwin's character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He has the one line where she's like, why are you wearing a tuxedo? He's, it's after six, Lemon. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> it's like, it's like... <laughs> That's great. Um, so so you're talking about American Horror Story, and um, I've, I've voiced my disgust with that, season, that series multiple times. I've given every – well, I gave the first three seasons a, a go. And I think I made it three episodes, four episodes before I was just like, fuck this and got just walked away from it. Um, and, and then at, at when a new season started, I'd give it a, ch- a chance and it just sucked. I mean, I would wait. I'd wait. And so I'd like binge like two episodes a night for like a week or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, terrible. Um, the, the Asylum one really, really pissed me off because it was just like they're throwing shit at a screen. They're just throwing shit at the screen being like, I hope something sticks. And I just don't understand people that love it. Like, I know that I've crapped on people that like, the, like The Strain or whatever, but this is so much more confusing because, like, at least The Strain is, like, bad good. You're watching it because you're like, oh, this is just such a piece of crap. And, and you're just watching it for, like, sheer popcorn effect. American Horror Story takes itself so seriously, but then it's got, like, a million plot lines and they, none of them intersect. And it's just like... Just try. Just stick with one thing. That's why all of your your uh, predictions were wrong. It's because they don't even know what they're doing on the show. So to co- to compare against that, um, Scream season two started up this week. I, I love Scream Queens. Actually, I can get Megan to watch that with me. I, I thought that season one was phenomenal. Um, it's the same guy who does who does AHS, I believe. Um, Matt Turner, I think that's his name. Um, in any case, somebody will, somebody will come in here and totally flame on me for making fun of American Horror Story and then also tell me that I got his name wrong. But um, Scream Queens is so funny. Season two is so much funnier than season one already. Um, and it's basically, it does everything right that American Horror Story does wrong. It's like the exact mirror opposite of it. And it's the same produ- producer, I believe. So, um, so super good. Just such a such a hilarious show, um, and I'm really looking forward to to where they're taking this season because uh, last the first season the the antagonist costume was the Red Devil, and this, this season it's the Green Devil, which is just it, it makes me laugh because you've got recurring characters and they they're just like living in this world where all different colors of devils are coming to kill them. So anyway, um, I, I wasn't going to bring that up this week, but since you. Uh, since you are watching American Horror Story, I'll mention a better show. <laughs> All right, that was Island of Dr. Moreau uh, Yay! from 1996, uh, picked by Adam because of a documentary that he saw a couple years ago that he didn't remember too much about. Uh, we will be discussing my pick next week, and as you can tell, Scott loved it. Um, <laughs> uh, I like I don't love it. I have things to say about it. Tons of notes. Yeah, no, I have like a page and a half of notes for that one. I'm excited. Uh, so we got that coming up, and then you know we still have the Patreon going. Patreon.com uh, backslash HMN podcast, I believe, is the URL. And 
it's been doing really well, guys. Thank you so much for all your donations. Tell people about it. Tell people about the podcast. I love that for whatever reason on Facebook, we've been just getting people requesting to be at it. Like, we're getting like a joint a day. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I know some some bigger group would be like, oh, whatever, that's lame. But like, yeah, we it, have no advertising. Really we do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we have no advertising budget yet. <laughs> um, but we promise we won't blow your Patreon money on doing lines off of hookers' asses and then coming up with great ideas for uh, for videos. More car chases. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, I mean, right now. It's already looking like with the money that we have, uh, I think, if nothing else, uh, a set of Matt Kelly seal of approval stickers is definitely in the in the future. That's happening. Uh, no question. That's happening. Uh, and you know, at least a T-shirt with the Hard Movie Night logo are definitely going to be happening. Um, so get ready for that. Uh, the people who are putting in for the twenty-five dollar packages, uh, I plan to send the first package out first thing in two thousand seventeen because I want to get. The shirts printed and ready for you guys by then. Um, and also going to be swag. We're we're just stockpiling horror merch for everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I we're I know that I I will post every once in a while on the group uh, with stuff that I find, but I'm not sharing like all of it because I want there to be some surprises. Um, and and Matt and Adam are both just we have we always always have our eyes peeled for horror uh, memorabilia for you and. Um, we have tons of, of of swag ideas that we're gonna have ready by the first of the year. So actually, probably the people that that um, that are signing up now for that that tier are gonna get way more swag than they believe that they are gonna get because we're gonna have tons of stuff that we're going to be doing short runs of. And yeah. so when we're super famous, it's gonna be worth way more than <laughs> than what you put in. Promise. And we're, we're, I'm already talking to a couple conventions, and there is even a possibility we, we have to figure out what the finances would be for it. But there is a good chance that uh, the general Philadelphia area might get a live episode uh, in 2017 um, if, all, if all things work out. And it's going to be pretty cool because it's going to be at a very historic theater, which makes me even more excited. Uh, so... We will talk about more of that when we know more information. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Enjoy not watching this movie. But go check out Lost Souls, the documentary, because that's really great. I don't know where my fucking flavor of love book went. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> Wait, so have you not even been watching the episodes? You've just no, been no, reading been about watching them? It, like, I've been writing it down in a notebook, oh, and I'm oh, not oh. sure where that notebook is. I thought, I thought you meant you bought, like, the complete flavor of love episode guide, and you would just read about the episode and be like, oh, I remember this one. Yeah, I can talk about this. What, what, what is this fucking 1990? Do you have like a 1990 <laughs> Nintendo guide to Flavor of Love where it just tells Do you me? how to walk through it or something? A Nintendo power, but it's more like anti-herpes power. <laughs> Hey, 
Are you a fan of young adult novels? Have you ever wondered the stories behind the people who wrote your favorite young adult novels? Then join author Eric J. Brown and Alyssa Lube of Netflix's The Circle every other Tuesday on YAOK. Available on all podcasting apps. Woo! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 